Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't. The conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and today I want to talk about something I've talked about regularly, something I mention on a regular basis, and that is the invisible stuff. Whether we're talking about anxiety or loss and grief, there's so much that goes on that the rest of the world doesn't see. And I've been really open that uh, in both my blogs, in my weekly live show, in my Facebook group, on this podcast about the fact that this is my tough time of year and I'm feeling off and things like that. And, you know, that's what I'm going through. But the rest of the world is as well. My clients are struggling. And my client actually is the one who came up with this episode title, which is twice as hard, because just talking about things, talking about what's going on, even the good things right now, is twice as hard. These are her words. And it's so powerful. And I hope that if one person understands where I'm coming from and what people go through, that it can make a difference in how you would show up for somebody who's struggling and how you can express your feelings and your needs when you need people to be there and to show up for you. And so think about babies, you know, infants becoming toddlers and learning everything, right? Learning how to talk, how to walk, how to eat, how to be potty trained, all of these things. And it's a natural process of early development. We understand and have patience and teach children, toddlers, these milestones, these phases, these steps that we go through. What people need to recognize and understand is that we have periods in life when we have to relearn things. And relearning is much more difficult than learning. You don't see toddlers having a fit because they fall down when they're learning to walk, they just get up and keep on trying. And maybe they hurt themselves and cry along the way, but it doesn't, there's no self-judgment. There's no, what's wrong with me? Why is it taking me longer than so, than so-and-so to take my first steps? It's understandable. And we know that every child is different and has their own timeline. Healing is exactly the same. It's Every individual has their own timeline and it doesn't look the same, but relearning things that we've known how to do our whole life, relearning from a place where we recognize that we're struggling, we recognize that we're not performing the way we did before our loss or before our anxiety or before our invisible issue. 
And so we have that pressure on ourselves. We have that comparison, not only to the rest of the world, but with how we were able to function not that long ago. And what I want you to know is that it's twice as hard. My client said she feels like she's walking through quicksand, even to do things that she loves right now. It's just a rough stretch for her as well. And it takes extra energy, energy that's worth it, energy that we spend, but it takes extra energy that other people don't see just to get through things. So I just wanted to compare the learning process and, and help you understand that when you break your arm or leg, you have to go through physical therapy and you have to relearn how to use those muscles. And when we are healing emotionally, we have to relearn a lot of things as well along the way, but it's not visible. We're hard on ourselves. Think about how hard athletes push themselves to recover, to get back out there playing and doing what they love. I just want to help anybody recognize that there's no magic timeline. A lot of the world thinks the first year, you know, that after the first year, A, B, C, D, and E should come with more ease. And, and that's not only a myth, it's such a huge myth. The second year was harder for me and is harder for many. So I, I want people to understand that on both ends of the spectrum, that there's more going on than you see. If we are being forgetful or struggling with something that we don't usually struggle with, you can ask questions. You can recognize something is off, but you don't necessarily know what that is. And we might not either, but we can talk about it. If for the other end of the spectrum, for the people struggling, if able, when able, and inviting somebody into the process to help you accomplish this, being able to tell others I'm feeling a bit off changes the ball game. It turns a light switch on for them that they didn't know was off. They don't know what we don't tell them because it's invisible, right? So I have a client, I joke that I need to have monthly tune-ups with her immediate family. Because when I'm sitting there talking about it and explaining that certain things add to the stress, add to the overwhelm, and we want to remove stress and make life less painful, right? When we're talking about it, it makes complete sense. They get it. They commit to making simple changes. And then we are human and everybody gets into the normal routine of life and unintentionally they can slip back into old habits that there's absolutely no intention of making our life more stressful or more painful it's a matter of seeing us on the outside externally functioning and forgetting that we are relearning, that every day our brain is still processing a loss and things that once came easy to us, we have to relearn. Ongoing, consistently. It's not a one and done. 
So if able to express and let people know that, that's huge. It gives them information to better meet our needs, to better avoid adding stress. And so it's helpful. So I just want you to know, and I talk about my family all the time. I'm so close with my family. My brother, before I knew how much help I would need when I first lost Jim, was finding and getting information for me. I was recovering from back surgery. So a lot of thick driving, I had just been cleared to drive. And so he was finding me delivery things in case I was having a more difficult day and couldn't drive. And I hadn't even stopped to think that I would need those things, right? Him doing these things on my behalf created solutions to problems I didn't know I had, but solutions that I absolutely needed. So I want people to know that decisions are difficult. When healing, when struggling, there's so much information we're processing in coming from so many different directions that decisions become another task. They, they become stressful. They become something that we can overthink, whether it's what to have for dinner or who to call. Things that once might have been simple have so much more in play for us. So any decision you can make, at, make for us or any way you can make it very, very simple. I am picking up food. Do you want me to drop it off or are you in the mood for company? You're still giving us a choice, but that's a simpler choice. You're not saying, do you want me to pick you up food? Do you, you know, because that so much goes into that decision for us. There's the actual, do I want food, which we are not in touch with that at, and in the deep stages of healing. Then there's the, you're doing so much for me already. I don't, do I really want to let you know that that would be amazing when you have your own life to, there's so much that goes through our heads. So if you can simplify that in any way, shape or form, it makes so much difference for us, even if we're not at a place that we can acknowledge that and let you know how helpful it is. It is. It means everything. Understand that asking for help when we're this, this deep in pain, first we have to recognize that we need the help and that isn't automatic. I am, I've had therapy for years. I've been on and off medication for anxiety. I share these things openly. So I was in enough in tune with myself to know, go on your medication immediately and call your therapist now, even though you haven't seen her in however long. Not everybody knows that. Not, and it can creep up on you. You can be plugging along, doing okay, struggling, but not recognizing that you're going to hit a brick wall and you're going to feel like no one gets it and figuring out who to turn to is going to be overwhelming. So I just want others to recognize that we might not know that we need the help. 
Therefore, we aren't asking for it. And so you knowing that we need it, you taking some initiative on, you know, for us, for the relationship helps. You point, pointing out that it's okay to need help right now and there's no judgment. Here's a list of three or four names. These are things that are helpful that we are not stopping and slowing down to recognize. So understand that recognizing we need more help is not automatic, but also recognize that when we do realize this, searching for and figuring out where to go for that help is like a whole new mountain. Our brains are still struggling with adjusting and new information and technology and sensory overload becomes too much. So if you can reach out to a friend for, like if you can do it for us, so many people have reached out to me. My most successful initial interactions with a new family, a daughter or son, a sibling, somebody else, a friend or loved one contacts me on behalf of somebody who's dealing with a major loss. And usually they say, well, I, I want to help. What can I do? They're looking for support, right? They also want me to connect with this person, but they don't know how to go about that. So here are some things you can do that are super, super helpful, right? You can just contact me and let me figure it out with you. We will come up with a plan, but the burden then is off your shoulders and I will figure out a way to make that first step that, that you're comfortable with. Nothing would be done without you okaying it. It's like a shortcut. You can also create an introduction. You can send an email to me and the other person or a message in you know, Facebook Messenger, a text message, anything, just creating an introduction and giving me the opportunity to take it from there and introduce myself, right? We are taking the stress off of the person healing. We are taking the stress of researching and finding someone off their plate. We are taking the stress of making the first contact off of their plate. We are taking the stress of what to say off of their plate. I have other people who have just said, I know that my sister-in-law is going to connect with you. So I'm just going to buy services for her in advance. And when she's ready, it'll be taken care of. And that's one more thing she doesn't have to worry about, right? These are all things that you might think are overstepping and we think are the biggest gifts. Like I said, my brother doing this prevented more overwhelm when things are already hard enough. If, if some of these things seem like too big of a step, maybe you have a coworker or someone you have a, a more casual relationship with, you still want to be there and you want to be supportive, but you don't feel connected enough to make an introduction with me, you can invite them to join the Grief Hab community. That is a place where they're surrounded by people who get it, people who have been through it, no judgment, unlimited access to me, as well as those other people who have been through it. 
resources, tools, videos, you name it. And that's just, here's a Facebook group I thought might help, or here's a Facebook group I'm a part of, or here's a Facebook group we can join together, right? So that is a simple, simple, non-intrusive way. There's, and again, that's a free community. There's no cost. There's no rules other than respecting each other and being compassionate and having no judgment. So there's these different levels, right? My job is to take that stress off of you and help you get this person the help they need without feeling like you're stepping on toes or so the best thing you can do, reach out and allow me to make the decision with you, allow me to brainstorm, give ideas that you might not otherwise think of, but recognize that this is a gift. We might not know we need help yet. And if it's there and available before we need it, there's less of a crash. There's less of a feeling of drowning, feeling like you can't breathe because you know your outlets. You know I'm not okay and I already have Sam's number and there's less stress. There's no, I said this earlier, there's no magical timeline. One year is not a magic number. So also recognize that even if you have someone in your life who has dealt with a loss or a trauma years ago, they are still dealing with it invisibly. And the only way to find out how they're doing is by asking and having the conversations, right? The healing process, what I thought my journey would look like changed along the way. And that's also part of my progress because I'm the girl who loves a plan, right? I, I'm the one who likes to have everything mapped out. So being able to adapt to the unknown was a big, big step for me. And, and others didn't recognize that because it was new for me. And I had to help, help them understand that I'm okay with the unknown, that I have to go at my own pace, that I have to do what feels right to my body in this moment. And that can change. So just recognize that healing doesn't look one way and that time doesn't mean anything. So if you're listening to this and it's making you think of someone who had a loss a while ago or a trauma, you can still apply these steps. It's never too late. We always need support and the world doesn't understand or talk about that. There's the, the when are you going to be quote back to normal or the fix it mentality. And if anybody listening can shift to, you know, this is an ongoing process that will help the people in your life. It will help you when you have to deal with this because grief is something we cannot avoid. We will all deal with it at some point in life. We might not all deal with mental illness. I believe we will in some way, shape or form with ourselves or a friend or loved one, but grief, we absolutely will because it's a natural part life and you know it, death is a natural part of life. So just recognize that we have struggles you don't see just like you have struggles we don't see. And if you're brave, 
if you're open, if you're willing, have the conversations, ask the questions, involve a third party like myself to facilitate that and get the ball rolling if you don't know where to start, or even just reach out for suggestions and input on how to start. Like I said, it's a work in progress. And even if people are struggling and not capable of letting you know in the moment how much it helps, I promise you it helps and they, they'll get there and they will absolutely let you know and they couldn't get there without you. So just understand that we're relearning so many things that you don't even recognize. I truly have been an avid reader my entire life. I love to read. I've told stories about how my dad got, you know, not mad at me, but annoyed one summer because I was reading too fast and going through books like it was my job. I couldn't read. I couldn't process information. And understanding that was huge for me. Recognizing it was huge for me, but making adjustments. And then do I read now again? Of course, absolutely. But I couldn't for a long time. So just recognize that things that might not even cross your mind as a challenge are challenges that we face. Driving, there's driving is one of the biggest stressful stressors for people dealing with anxiety or loss or because there are so many things coming at you at once. Sounds, sights, rules, stop, go, yield. There's so much happening all at once. And for our brain, our brains are still struggling every day with the fact that this is not a nightmare. This is what really happened. And so again, even if, if you, you're not dealing with loss, maybe this is adjusting to a loss of a part of a life. Just recognize that the things we don't see and the things that we just assume because we learned how to do this earlier in life, we therefore know how to do it now. Recognize that those struggles exist whether you're dealing with a physical injury, an emotional issue, loss, grief, pain. It shows up in different ways and it's not right or wrong right? People are in pain and it's not a comparison. And my way through it could be completely different from yours. I've told, I've talked about my dear friend, Jessica, who it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Jess. Um, her and I cope entire, like polar opposites, polar opposites. And we have both had people in our lives judge our process, our method, right? I took the healing through nature and healing at my own pace and being much less so social road. And I had people chirping in my ear about getting back to being social Sam and, and getting back to doing more and, and those types of things. While Jess took, Jess did the healing by go, go, going. 
she kept herself so busy because being home alone without her husband was so painful and it looked so it looked completely different and she had people telling her slow down you're you're not hurting enough how can you be doing all of these things right so we live in this world where people judge no matter what road you take recognize that we're taking the road that's best for us that we're healing in a way that's best for us and to those listening on the healing journey it's important to be true to yourself even when we get that resistance the people who love and support me understood that they didn't understand right this is not the sam we know but we love her and i had to say this is what's working for me this is how i'm getting through it even if you don't understand it please accept it but those are conversations there are absolutely relationships that i've lost along the way but the people who want to show up and want to be there for you, need as much information as possible. So again, on both ends of the spectrum, those of you with friends or loved ones who are healing, please be patient and understand that it's twice as hard. And for those of us healing, please remember that it looks different to everyone and the people who want to be there for you don't know what you need if you don't give them clues along the way. And it is a strength, a big, huge strength to be proactive and set things up for them or do the research for them so they don't have to deal with the stress. It's proactive to involve someone to help navigate those conversations and keep things as painless as you know less difficult as possible and that includes the relationships think about how much you want to help someone but you don't know what to do by bringing in a third party or by getting them the the help you're opening the door for your relationship to be healthier as well because you're acknowledging their process and where they are and that they need help and you're there to be a part of that. Their way, not your way, right? So again, I just want to remind everyone that I've been feeling off. It's my tough time of year. Every, Not everyone. People around me are struggling with a lot of things. Loss, um, COVID, illnesses, just getting sick and being afraid it's COVID. The, the world is a mess. And so I just want everyone struggling to know that you're not alone. You will get through it, even if you have absolutely no idea how. Listen to your body, lean on your supports, let them in. Don't try to do it alone. So many people fear being a burden. And the people who are here for us want to be here for us. Let them in. They don't want you to struggle more. I've done other episodes on ways to do that, that work. If you need more information, please just reach out. Sam at SamanthaRuth.com. There are so many things that can be unintentionally hurtful. And there are other things that can be more helpful. And it's a learning curve. And there's no 
No, you know, everybody makes mistakes along the way, the person struggling as well as the people trying to be there. And, and the way through it is to acknowledge it and talk about it. Right. I messed up along the way. I made a lot of mistakes and I learned and I acknowledged them along the way. And the people in my life who were doing things that made it, that made it stressful needed me to be able to let them know I am struggling being in large groups of people right now. And you are inviting me to events with large groups of people. I'm not showing up because this is an area, this is an area I'm stuck right now, but I really want to see you in other environments. You know, and once they knew that, the invites changed. They invited me to the things that I would have always gone to before. They didn't know that that was a huge struggle then. And once I put it out there, the people who get it, the people who care, made adjustments. Like I said, there were losses along the way. There were people who got frustrated that I wasn't fun Sam by X date. And that's okay. They they have to deal their way as much as I have to deal my way. But what's most important is that letting the people who love me dearly know that the way they were trying to help was actually causing me more stress and anxiety, that would have continued if I didn't let them in. So even just having your own person to talk to to figure out what's frustrating you and what you need to let out is a huge step in so many things. It's in your health, how you'll sleep, in your relationships, in how you'll focus, because these other things are off the table and, and off of your plate. So again, I just wanted to remind everyone that we, do, we don't see so much. And we don't know what we don't ask and talk about. So thank you as always. Please hang in there. Join the Grief Hab community. Reach out. Don't go through this alone. Because in the beginning, you don't know what you need. You absolutely don't know what you need. And having others who can point that out, who can provide the answer before you ask the question like my brother did for me can help make your healing less painful. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. Until next time, always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hab community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.